You are listening to the Boundless Enigma Podcast with Sam Zins and Ryan Mulkentine. On this podcast, we dive into the mind, reality, and existence itself to provide you with boundless ideas and insights. Like you were talking about the last time on the last podcast uh, about suffering and grace, um, I, I was kind of using it over the past couple of days. Uh, I was having some issues and I decided that instead of trying to like power through it and like, you know, try to figure out what the issue is right away and like jump on it. Like I decided I was going to feel it and kind of let my emotions like just feel basically, you know? Yeah, dude, definitely. And that dude, but like that sucks sometimes, honestly, Mm -hmm. but it's like, what, else is there to do you know yeah sometimes you just like, gotta lay down like and just feel it because you know I feel, I feel like in society today it's it's so hustle bustle and it's yeah it, it make it kind of like makes you feel this pressure like oh you gotta get get to going on things instead of right. like calming down and just feeling what how you feel definitely dude oh. i know like one of the um Leo Gura, one of his episodes on actualize.org is like how to deal with strong negative emotions. And he's in mm-hmm. he, like the thesis of that video is like, you need to be a conductor, like how, how, how a conductor, like a metal wire, like conducts electricity and just lets it flow. Just lets it like, like it just, if you put electricity on one side of the metal wire, it's going to just flow right to the other side. Like that's, it just conducts the electricity so well. And you, and you need to be like that. You need to like, just allow whatever emotions or feelings are there to be there and flow. However that they are flowing, like let them be and whatever resistance you are putting up to it is like adding additional suffering. And eventually you'll flow through all of your emotions and they'll go away. Dude. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like that. I, I think that's what I figured out or I, I'm still figuring out, but something that I figured out in an instance the other day where like I was having an issue and um, I decided to, to, to learn from what you were saying and feel it. And then once I felt it, I noticed that my resistance was gone and that I found out where the real issue was, you know, and I, I actually was able to then solve the the problem quicker and more like effectively, basically. Um, yeah. And plus, I felt good throughout the process of it. I, I didn't feel that resistance like you were just saying. Right. You know what is awesome? What's awesome? <laughs> that we I can already tell we're saying like way less than we were the first episode. I definitely <laughs> have thought, thought about that a little bit. <laughs> That's good. And, uh, you know, something also that I think might be helping me is I started reading a book. And I noticed that every time I'm in a good habit of, like, of reading a book, <laughs> every time I'm in a good habit of reading a book, I notice that I'm more t- articulate and my thoughts are more aligned and I, I can just... I can speak clear and more like how I want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. So what, what book are you reading? Um, uh, it's a book my mom got me. I actually have it right here. My mom got me it for Christmas. Um, and she said that I should totally read it and yeah. it's called quiet. 
um, by Susan Cain. Um, I, I literally just started reading it, so I'm not far into it at all, but I like it so far. Um, it's basically what it's about is it's, it's for people who, you know, deem themselves as introverts and, um, kind of like talking about how you can just, how, how to be a better introvert, you know? Yeah. Interesting. So how do you be a better introvert? Uh, that's kind of like what I'm looking for, but I have kind of noticed one thing, uh, and it's, it's, it's just being more talkative or or sociable, you know, and just talking to people and not worrying so much about what they think, because I I feel like it's, it's so nice to be able to talk to strangers. Yeah. And I just, that reminds me of my math class the other day is 9 20 AM math class. And I always, I just like, am always like kind of groggy and like, I don't know, for some reason in that class, I feel self-conscious and I don't know how to like speak to people. I don't, I just don't know what's going on. And last class we were like in a, in a little group. It was like four, four or five of us in this like mini group. And we were kind of sitting there like in silence and I was just like, fuck it. And I just, I was like. (laughs) So, this class, pretty good, right? <laughs> and then, like, people, like, started laughing, and, like, that thought was funny. And, like, like literally, like, it doesn't, like, you can say, like, anything. And, and like, you don't realize that people, like, aren't actually judging because, like, like, no one actually really cares. Like, you can literally say anything, and it's, and it's fine. There's no repercussions, really, you know? Yeah, dude, and not only do they not care, but they want to talk, too, you know? Yeah, I, like, or they want someone else to talk. They want they don't want exactly. to just like sit there in, in like awkward silence. Exactly. Um, and and speaking of like of, of classes, um, that's definitely in, an instance where I I feel that way too. Like in in certain classes, I'll just feel self conscious for some reason. Um, but in uh, one of my classes, um, I've been getting very unself conscious in it, and I've noticed how how much more enjoyable it is. And not only enjoyable, but I feel like I'm discovering more of myself by being talkative. Um, it's, it's social psychology. So like, you know, it's kind of, Oh, nice. It's right up my alley. I'm taking that too. I actually just came from social psych. Really? Yeah. Well, how how do you, how do you like it? I like it. You know, I, I like the class. This, this stuff is interesting, but my teacher is, sort of strange um he kind of has this like masculinity dominance complex oh like Uh. like in class like he just makes me feel kind of uncomfortable because like he stares you down and he won't break eye contact first like he will make you like break eye contact like he will like stare you down oh yeah i don't like that either and it's so uncomfortable because at some point you're just kind of like looking around like are you still looking at me? Can you look at someone else, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you like you feel like you got to take a note or something like that, or like look at the clock. Yeah. I don't know. And then I look back up, and he's like still looking at me. I'm like, oh my god, like did I do something to you? <laughs> Dude, that that yeah. is really annoying. You know, oh. it, it it really that's something that I feel like goes unnoticed sometimes, like with a, like a, like a subconscious thing of like the environment and your teacher and just just everything, everything, just the environment really like plays a bigger role on your experience than you think. And you know what? Then I'm like worried about like, what have I done something to offend him? Like, how do I get him to stop looking at me? And now I'm not even listening to what he's saying and I'm not learning. 
Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, man. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. It, it's hard That's to get past that kind of stuff. You know, I, I feel like it's just a matter of time. You know, you just got to get a better feel. I, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, I just, I start sitting in the back corner, so it's harder for him to, like, find me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like back you're like like, like ducking behind somebody no, like, i like behind other people so i i can just like avoid him it's fine it's whatever yeah. like, like, like looking at you like <laughs> luckily his exams are like multiple choice so there's not any room for like bias if he does hate me you know he, he yeah. can't take points off because it's objective right right that that is a major plus for sure oh. for sure <laughs> well that's interesting dang well, I, hey, how's school then? Like, what do you, I don't know, just give me the rundown. What, like, what's going on with school? So right now I'm taking social psychology, lifespan development, um, environmental geology, Ooh. and um, Spanish too, online. Um, and uh, so far I love uh, social psychology and lifespan uh, development. Those classes have been really interesting and fun so far. Um, and then environmental ge- geology, I actually just changed my class. I just got into there. We start like a week or two later than most schools. So it's not like this is, this is only our second, third week. So, um, nonetheless, I, I just, I'm just getting into that class. Uh, so I don't quite know what to expect from it, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, nice. and then Spanish is just, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan. Um, to be honest, I like, I would love to learn a, a language. But language to me feels like something that I feel like I'd have a better time learning it on my own time. Because uh, I feel like school just just pushes you along, forces yeah. you to learn it their way. And I feel like their way has just never worked for me in terms of language. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, I but obviously I have to do it. So I'm going to try my best. But, yeah, you know, what about you, man? How's how's everything going? School? School? Mm. It's honestly, I don't know how, I don't know how difficult it's going to be because I haven't taken any like exams yet. So I don't know like how to, That's fair. I haven't gauged quite yet. Although it's not like, honestly, it hasn't been too much work so far. Good. I feel like I've been, I've been putting a lot of work on myself, like outside of school, like with like different projects that I've been like, like this podcast, yeah. uh, I'm taking a lot of time for that. And I've been taking a lot of time for my, my second secret YouTube channel. Um, did I tell you about that? Uh, the, the clips. Yeah. The clips one, uh, like, the, yeah. um, like Duncan Trussell clips. Yeah, Duncan Trussell. Yeah. Yeah. You, you did tell me about that. How is that going well? It's going really well. It's going super well. I just posted a video yesterday. Um, and it's, it has, it's getting the most views, uh, like in the shortest amount of time of all of my videos ever. So like currently it's at 3,400 views and I posted it 24 hours ago. Dude, that's awesome. And it, it was a clip from Duncan Trussell's podcast um, of him talking to Lil Yachty. And they were talking about how Lil Yachty has done acid over a hundred times. Jeez, oh, Pete. That's wild. I know. Isn't that crazy? Dude, that's, I mean, considering I've done acid zero times, that that is pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine the amount of stuff that one could learn doing it that many times. Yes. Yeah, he was talking about like how he has learned like so much about himself and like reality by mm-hmm. tripping that many times. Dude, that that is like the coolest thing ever to me. Just learning it's about reality. I want to do before I die. Like I, I want to trip on acid 
at some point in my life. Same, man. That would be, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. You know, I mean, I'm I'm, like scared though. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it, it is. It's a scary thing. You know, I, I feel like I kind of, when I think about it, I kind of think about how I felt before I tried marijuana for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know, it was, it was like, oh, like, like talking to somebody who's already done it, like, oh, what, what, what's it like, you know, and like looking up what might happen, all these other things, right. and then you do it. And then it's like, it's, it is crazy the first, like, yeah. for a while. I mean, it still is. Right. But now I, I know what to expect more. So it's not as scary as it felt, you know? Right. It's like. That first, I remember like my first time smoking weed, like I had no idea what to expect and Mm -hmm. it hit me like a truck. Like I had no, I I would have never imagined that that was what being high was like until I tried it. I would have never known. And then it's like a state of consciousness that you could not imagine without trying it. That's for, I mean, I've also, I've done shrooms too. So I, I know like what that is like and and that's a crazy experience too like i don't know they're both that but that kind of like come up anxiety that you have like on on weed like on a really heavy edible sometimes when you're just kind of like freaked out about like oh this is being intense right it's that same like feeling of anxiety that you get but then like eventually like you get over this like hump of like (laughs) oh my gosh like i forgot about how intense this this feeling can be and then you get over the hump and you're like okay I'm in this state of consciousness. I'm high on whatever this is and everything's okay. I'm not dying. And it's honestly a really cool place to be right now. And then, and then you're, and then it's like, then I can relax. It's like, Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, it's like you either learn how to accept that you're in that state of mind, or you don't learn how to accept that you're in that state of mind. And then you freak out or something like that, you know? Um, But yeah, just accepting that that's what's happening i think could probably make stuff like that go smoother um, it's the same thing with the emotions we were talking about how like the copper like you need to be the conductor and like let the emotions flow like yeah when you're like in that state of like anxiety like you have to just like accept it and i think like in the acceptance of the anxiety you start to diminish it you know yeah yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah that, that because is what, what else can you do like what else can you yeah. really do yeah it's you know it it's, you know, I, I say it's a choice, but I haven't thought enough about choices. You know what I mean? Uh, or, and, and like, I haven't thought deep enough about whether we actually have full choices or not because. Yeah. I it, that's, I that's, hard for me. that's a very Sam Harris like idea. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is, I'm, I think that might've been where I got the, where it got my brain turning from. <laughs> I still like I, I like semi, I don't know. I don't have like a core belief on like, um, like choice and like, what's it called? Like uh free will. Like I, I see the possibility of both. Like, like, like yeah. I, I haven't like, I'm not, I have one foot in both camps of like, we have free will and we make our own choices and we're autonomous, but there's also the possibility that like, we just feel that way. And all of the prior experiences and things that have happened to us just lead to us making this decision, even though we feel like we're making that decision. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe both are true somehow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a hard like topic to grasp those, those topics. Um, that, like kind of my, my viewpoint on it is that we have, 
free will, but only what our environment and situation provides us with. Because, you know, if you're born in, you know, North Korea, for example, you know, you you don't have much free will. And that's not due to, you know, you not being able to actually do anything. It's like it, you're being literally restrained, you know, whereas yeah. us over here in America, uh, in our specific situations, we have a lot more free will to choose and we can go anywhere. You, I'd say that also applies to like the boundaries of your knowledge. Like if if you have a choice, like if I think like Sam Harris like has said like think of like any city like right now, like think of a city. Mm-hmm. Now like name that city. Chicago. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking of like Bangladesh. Okay. Now you now like you can't name a city that you've never heard of before, right? Yeah, that damn, that's that's true. Right? Or or you can't name a city that like is not in your like like forefront that you've been thinking of. Like, I don't know, like y- y- would you ever thought of Bangladesh? Like, I don't know. I I wasn't thinking of Chicago. I don't know. But I mean, I've yeah, heard of I Chicago, mean, you've heard of Bangladesh. Right, I right. I think right. Bangladesh might be a country, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't it, it sounds like a city. I've always maybe thought it was. I don't even know what I thought it was. <laughs> See that? That's, do you that's know what I'm like, saying? No, kind of... Yeah, I definitely, I definitely do. <clears throat> yeah, like if you don't, if it's not in your your like bank of knowledge, how are you supposed to to know or do something? Yeah, you know, right? Yeah. So I guess we're also limited in that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, the fact that. <clears throat> We don't even know, you know, what we, we call what we call space, you know, like up in the sky. And we even say up in the sky as if we're not part of space. Um, nonetheless, we don't know anything about we're, we're discovering so much as we progress in time. And we don't know a lot of stuff still. Um and that's stuff that's outside of our knowledge. So we don't really have a yeah. choice right now to be able to make any kind of assumption, even an, even assumptions, you know, True. about what it could be. Dude. And that could be, that like could be so much more profound than we imagine. Because think about if like, we, we think we're, we're like human beings right now, mm-hmm. like, cause that's all we know. But right. what if an enlightened guru somewhere like, knows like and he has now added to his knowledge bank that it's possible to be something other than human and like it's possible to like because like I, I know like one belief like for example like one belief or like one like insight one spiritual insight that happens for some people when they awaken is that like we are not you are not your body you are like the awareness like you are awareness holding everything else i don't know but like, yeah. if you don't know that, then like, then you're going to be very obsessed with the human realm of, of being like your physical body of like, you're very obsessed with like keeping yourself alive. But if mm-hmm. you then believe if, if you've come to the, to, in, to find the knowledge that you are not this human being, this body, but you are something that holds this body, like. If you're, if you are not, if you come to find out that you are not this body, then you're not going to be as concerned about what happens when you die. You know, you're not going to care. You're going to, that pressure of death is going to be gone. And now you have the ability Mm -hmm. to choose to act in other ways that are 
more helpful, maybe more peaceful that leads you to more wellness. I don't know. I don't know why that was an example I used, but it was just like, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like, what are some crazy possible knowledges that you can acquire that are like unimaginable to us right now, but to some people, maybe they have gotten there. Yeah, man, that's, that's like the, that's the stuff that is, I, I'm going to say feels impossible to, to put a finger on, you know, I, yeah. I don't want to say it is because it, it isn't, but like coming from my headspace right now, imagining what it could be, it feels, I don't, I don't want to say impossible, but just unfathomable right now, you know, cause I, I feel like in my own life, I've noticed through different points in life, I could have never fathomed different points in life, you know? So that True. just tells me that True. how can, how can I, get to a point where I can fathom or, or be in a point, you know, I, I don't know. Or like that, that same thing where you're like, you couldn't fathom this until you experienced it. Right. Like that, that goes for the first time. Like I tried weed, like I could have never fathomed that. (laughs) And then you tried it and you're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know that this state of consciousness existed. Yeah. Imagine how many more of those exist, you know? Yeah, it's 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 it feels unlimited. Yeah, yeah, it's that's why you know I was <clears throat> thinking about this the other day, and um, this is the first time I'm gonna be saying it out loud, so I just kind of want to just see what you think about it. So I was thinking about, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of everything equals nothing. I think we've talked about that before, actually. Um, but yes. I was doing some some really deep thinking on this uh, the other night. And my goodness, I, I, I felt like I had a tidbit of insight, but then I, after I thought about it, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I do. So I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I'm, I'm prefacing this a lot, but it's because it's so oh, no, no. Like, profound, you know, and I want to make sure that I cover it. Um, oh, good. But like everything equals nothing because if, for example, this water bottle wasn't here then it would be nothing but since it is here it's everything so that's not kind of everything but, okay. but it, it's something that, right? that's what yeah that's more so what i meant it makes up everything because you know everything yes. that's here is and everything because something exists that means like because something exists it also means that nothing also exists because with because having something means that someday there might be the absence of this or, or some, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's I'm, like the, the sum of the greater whole. I think I said that right. You know, uh, like that, that's what comes to mind to me is like this, my laptop, uh, candle notebook, all these things are just, they make everything because they are added up to be everything. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was coming from, I think. Um, and, and therefore, then that says something about nothing? Yeah, because if those things weren't there, then they would be nothing. Yeah. See, but that, yeah. that's, that's no, kind of that what makes sense. Like, it does, but it also, I, I feel I know. like there's something missing. Well, it, it's because it's like, because you can't hold nothing in your mind. So you have to, like, use something kind of you you have to explain it using something too like but mm-hmm. so like by 
nothing is just the absence of something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Nothing is just no thing. Right? Uh -huh. No thing. Right. Yeah. And then everything is everything. And so thing is the word in question. Thing is the important thing True. here. Because everything and no thing. I don't know. Yeah. I've always struggled with the idea of like nothing and everything existing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause it's, it's such a, it's such a fascinating like topic to me. Like I, there's, there's so many of them, but that one specifically I find so fascinating cause it's, it, it could, it, it's just literally puts reality into perspective, you know, but you know, I, I maybe we, we're just not at the point right now to fully understand that. I feel like I'm just not knowledgeable enough to like speak too deeply on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was more know. so just thought, but maybe one day I will get there. I hope I'll get there. Yeah, man. That, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I hope we get everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's possible. Maybe. Yeah. I know it seems like that'd be impossible, but what if there is a place where you can know everything? I know that's, that is that's the golden question right there you know that's that's what everybody would love to get to or you maybe think. that's what happens when you die you just like merge yeah. into everything yeah that's and you know everything what 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 is what's your perspective on death like what what do you think it's about shoot <laughs> not, not to ask you too big of a question or anything <laughs> no i mean <laughs> i mean like i can like i can kind of like recite like what I guess like my perspective on death is like, I'm just going to be like reciting other people's beliefs that I hold the most strongly, but I haven't like experienced it for myself. Okay. Like, I, I don't know. I, I would say, well, what is death? I don't know, dude. I, <laughs> Does it, I mean, does it really matter? Like if, if we die and we know what happens versus we die and we don't know what happens, like something I guess, happens. I guess what, what would matter is your stance on it in terms of how it makes you feel. Because I know there's some people who are terrified of death and True. that, I mean, everybody is to a certain extent, but some people are extremely terrified of death and that can be yeah. really hold somebody back, you know? Whereas I, I feel like me, I, I personally don't put too much emphasis on it. That doesn't mean I'm like putting myself True. in danger or anything like that. Right. But I try, I, I don't worry about it because I, if I die, I die. I hope I don't. I wonder <laughs> what would happen, like how you would feel about death if you knew that you were close to it though. Like if you actively, like if you were diagnosed with like terminal cancer tomorrow, yeah, would you, would you suddenly like have a new insight about it? I absolutely, like, I, I, I absolutely believe that you do. What were you saying? I know that um, there's a guy named Ramdev. His, his that's like his spiritual name, but his full name is Dave Borglum, and he he has this website called the Living Dying Project, or yeah, it's like that. Like he has this like organization called like the Living Dying Project, and it pairs up. Um, like spiritual practitioners who are trying to get deeper in their spiritual practice, it pairs up those people with people who are dying and are trying to like 
they're scared of dying and they want relief from that. They want to be able to live freely um, in their last few moments, in their last few days, weeks. And so because there's a lot to be learned apparently from spending time with somebody who is dying because when you realize you only have three weeks left, you become ultra freaking present and extra grateful, like vivid gratefulness for everything that's going on because you know that you have three weeks, like that that's all you get. So every minute wasted is taking off the minutes that you have left. Right. And that can, that can allow for like profound, like spiritual breakthroughs. And it helps the spiritual teacher and like leader grow, but then that spiritual teacher and leader can also guide this person through and liberate them from this fear of death. So it's like a mutual relationship, but I don't know. I've never been with somebody that's been like, actually, I guess I have. Honestly, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, it definitely can, can be, um, I can't say I've been, I mean, other than one person, but not, you know, consciously. Um, but nonetheless, uh, like what, what you were just saying, um, uh, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit. Um, no, take your time. I, I, I just had it. Um, what you were talking about, uh, people dying. Oh, so it, yeah, it, it's kind of like, you know, you realize you don't have much time left. So that resistance just dissipates. And when I, I think, I think what might be so stressful at at first to somebody who might have received this news that they're going to die is that, that since that resistance all of a sudden dissipates of everything and everything just feels so present, like you said, I think there's a lot that just becomes uncovered and when there's a lot uncovered, there's a lot of issues that arise, you know, there's, and, but there's also a lot of great things too, but it, it feels like there's so much just that had bubbled up and all of a sudden it just popped, you know? And yeah. I think that can maybe put somebody into shock almost. I mean, think about, let's say you, you get diagnosed with terminal cancer and you're going to die in three months. You're probably going to like, let's say you have like a fight or a grudge with your daughter or something. Now you only have three months. So you don't want to be wasting time, like exactly continuing that grudge and wasting that time. So what it does is, is like, it forces you to go deal. It forces you to go have conflict now and like talk through. It forces you, if you want to spend your remaining time with your daughter, now you are forced because of this time constraint mm-hmm. to re- uncover all of this stuff that's been going on and work through it. You had now it's like that you, you could like ignore it and right. just die sad, which like, I'm sure a lot of really depressed people that probably happens. But I think for a lot of people, they feel much more motivated to go into that resistance and uncover it. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And I, I think that's something that we, as people who are fortunate enough to not, you know, have some kind of notice as of right now that we're going to die soon. You know, something that we can learn from is what I'm saying um, to, you know, be more proactive about our, our like issues in life and allow those issues to be there and accept the fact or more so accept the fact that they're there 
but also realize that we're capable of changing them and fix or more so fixing them if if we want to you know um especially when it comes to grudges and whatnot because that's just some of the the most uh like hurting things i feel like at least for me is you know I, i i don't have any grudges but i feel like the times where i have had grudges like i quickly realized like i do not like this you know it's just a waste of energy you know, yeah. it's like, why mm-hmm. like, I can hold this grudge and just be like, it's like, it feels like I'm like tensing up my like emotions and my body and brain when I have a grudge or yeah. you know what? I can just let it go and feel better. And either way, whatever happened still happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that person's going to be the, the, the way they are pretty much no matter what I do. So I might as well just forget about it. Yeah. You know? And I, I, you know, something that I think is interesting about like not holding grudges and not being so harshly judging people uh, for the way that they might be that you don't like. Um, I, I think it's beneficial to not do that because it, 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 it almost opens up this whole new compartment in, in my, like it, it, or at least it feels like this to me. It, it opens up this whole new compartment in my brain to where I feel like I can actually be, conscious about what's happening and almost help these people or not, not, not help them, but communicate better is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Instead of shutting them out or shutting them down. Yeah. Now, because you're able to be open, Mm -hmm. you're allowing communication. Whereas we like, and that allows for further progress versus if you were just to continue your grudge. Now you guys are both not getting anywhere. Exactly. It's like a stalemate if you it's a if it's grudge versus grudge, whereas if it's grudge yep. versus somebody trying to be open minded, so open minded can yeah. quickly yeah. pull them together. And open nine open mindedness can be contagious. So like if yeah. if you allow someone to feel heard, now they're more willing to hear you. Ex- exactly. Exactly. You know? Um this kind of this is reminding me of uh something that we talked about in social psychology this morning. Uh we watched this TED talk about self compassion. And um, this lady was just talking about uh, towards the end, this is what really clicked with me through the whole thing um, was she said, by being self-compassionate, it allows you to be more compassionate with others. That and is, I've had that. In, I've had that insight myself. Yeah. Same. And like, it's, it's so beneficial. Yes. It's crazy. I'm going to, I want to tell you like a story. I'm going to tell you my story about how I had that insight. I, I, let's I was, it. okay. So I was, I was in the gym. This is probably like six months ago. Mm-hmm. I was in the gym and I was just so self-conscious. I was feeling so self-conscious. Like, like, I don't know were people looking at me. Do they think I look small? Like, am I not, I don't know. I was feeling very self-conscious. Right? Yeah. Yep. I wanted to get bigger and I was just feeling very self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And at one point I just looked at myself in those giant mirrors that they have in gyms. Mm-hmm. I just stared at myself and I was like, Brian, I deeply love and accept you. I just like looked at myself. So, and I had an intimate moment with myself. That's awesome. And then after doing that for like 30 seconds, staring at myself in the mirror, I turn around and like my self-consciousness is like severely diminished. 
and I look around and I see everyone else being incredibly self-conscious. Dude, that's crazy. And you make eye contact with them and you can tell that they're like self-conscious about themselves. And I was too preoccupied with my own self-consciousness to notice everyone else being self-conscious as well. And then by loving myself and giving myself the love that I felt I was lacking in that moment, I was then able to look out with my being fulfilled in that moment Mm -hmm. and see what was really going on. And like now understand them and love them where they're at. Dude, that's that's crazy. That's an awesome experience. That's, that's really, that's really cool. It was profound. It was so profound. Yeah, man. And, and I think what's so great about insights, like, like the one that you had there is that it, it transfers over to every area of life, you know, like, and, and I feel like once you learn that these insights aren't just for specific times, you know, cause I, I feel like we all like associate our lives with like work, school, gym, uh, you know, self-improvement, yeah. like we compartmentalize these things yes. when in reality, it's everything. Everything is everything. So if you yep. can take these insights and bring them over to your, just live it, then you're golden. Definitely. It's like, I definitely fall into the trap of like, all right, I got to check the school box today and I got to check the gym box today. Yeah. And I got to check the calorie box today. Oh, and let me get the shower box. I'm going to ch- keep checking off these boxes. And then once I can complete the list, oh, that, that's what I need to do today. When then I need to take a step back and realize, mm, this is all part of my life and I need to enjoy my life. So it's okay if I don't go to the gym today and instead sit outside and enjoy the weather, you know? Yeah, man. Just I get so into checking the box. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like literally living your life, you know, and, and not, not, not living under this contract almost. Cause that, that's what yeah. it feels like sometimes is like just, just these priorities and responsibilities okay. and all these things. And yeah, there are some things that you, you know, need to be taken yeah. care of in order for you to get happy, but you can do it a different but realize way. if you take a step back and you just, you're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this today. I'm just going to sit here yeah. and fuck around. <laughs> you know, life, life goes on. Whether you do all this crap or not, it, it doesn't, it's just nice to realize like you don't have to do all of the grindy stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a luxury for me, right. but it's nice to realize like, Oh, like I don't have to like continually be achieving this and working on this to be happy. Like I can literally just stop for a second and be happier. I can clean the dishes right now and be happy being present in the moment versus like thinking about what I need to do or like trying to rush through things. Like, no, I, I can stop and it's all okay. Yeah. And, and by being like, that is self-compassion right there, you know, just like letting yourself do things and do them the way that you want to do them. And that's enjoy true. Them, you know, hundred percent. Cause I, I, I think that that grindy mentality, like you were talking about, is something that I, I've definitely had and still sometimes do have at times. Um, I think that's what really distracts me um, from from like realizing what's actually going on in my mind and what like my emotions, you know, because it's it it 
it's it's that grindy mentality is like this mindless like okay i'm doing this but i'm thinking about what's next rather than yeah i'm doing this yeah you know and being connected to it i think that doing self-development work can become such a grind and such like mm-hmm. a whipping your whipping yourself to do these things to develop yourself to become better and you get so intense about it that you start to like become miserable in the process mm-hmm. and it's like i'm doing self-development to make my life better so if i'm doing these things to make my life better and they're making my life worse i should stop doing them right it's it's, it's <laughs> like know? it's this like blatant hint that you know something is off you know, yeah, and it, it, but like it's such a hard hint to get because you're so distracted. You know, I, I like to call the best self development. Sometimes the the best self development is just stopping self development for a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, absolutely, and just looking looking around at life, you know, and just not yeah. being so worried about what you you know need to be working on. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I find myself a lot of the time um, trying to self develop, but I feel like I've gotten good at doing it in a healthy way. Because um, like for a while, I felt like it wasn't a healthy way, or at least at times it it and it still it, at times is not in a healthy way. Um, but I think by just keeping, uh, I, and I don't even think about it as self development necessarily, but that's what it is, I guess. Um, I, I more so just think about it like okay, this is my life, what's going on in my life. Um, and and not only what's going on in my life, but what's going on in other people's lives, you know, because it's like that. Have you heard of like situational and dispositional uh, factors? No. Okay. Well, you're probably going to learn about it. I just learned about this in social psychology, but this is, this is, see, this is what I was thinking though. In social psychology, I was like, whoa, this actually applies to life. Um, yeah. So dispositional factors are are factors that are like internal like traits and just about yourself and what you might think assumptions and whatnot and then situational or external factors are they're factors that ever like you know just affect people's lives and typically when we're like judging people or making assumptions we're thinking about the dispositional factors about how we feel about it and about their traits and everything like that and like what they might be displaying rather than the situational factors that maybe they got some terrible news today and that's why they're acting yeah. certain, you know and i think that True. self-development or even applying that to yourself you can apply that like exactly like if you were like hating yourself right now for being self-conscious maybe you're like oh well maybe it's because i woke up late and i skipped a class and now i feel bad it's like okay well it's not it's not really about me it's like what mm-hmm. happened in my day exactly and and i think that can really help uh help you have compassion for yourself because then you realize that it's it's not something that needs to be just carried on with you know you don't need to be angry or frustrated the entire day because you missed a class you know like obviously yeah. you want to maybe try to do better about getting to bed earlier or something like that but that that's what that self-compassion does it kind of it gives you the chance to look at what you could 
improve on or or maybe do differently next time in order to to get a, an outcome that you find more desirable yeah hmm. a lot going on though <laughs> true 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 do you have any areas uh in your life right now that you uh wanted to talk about or anything Hmm. I don't know. I guess honestly, I I am drawing a blank here. I don't really okay. have much much to talk about. I was thinking about my YouTube channels and how we're gonna start putting this this podcast out there. I'm trying to think about if we want to put this out on like if we want to start making like TikTok clips at all or like some Instagram clips or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think that definitely eventually that would, you know, I, I say eventually, I don't know, and eventually it could be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, eventually that'd be awesome. You know, I think that like getting on as many platforms as possible is something that definitely helps expand. Uh, the problem with my brain is that like I, I come up with like all these ideas and I'm like, oh, I want to do all of them. But then it's like yeah. when I start doing them, like, okay, this is going to take me like way more hours than I thought. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, you know? man. That's it's so hard it's so hard to manage because like there's so many things going on and it's like oh wow like i feel like i do that with life too it's like oh i have so many ideas and so many things i want to be thinking about but it's like yeah <laughs> you got one thing right here that you can be doing. yeah true uh, i also hard. love like being in that fantasy realm in my mind of like oh like imagining like oh if i started posting all these tiktok clips like we could start getting all these listeners and ah oh, like <laughs> We'd get thousands of followers if I just kept doing it every day. And I'm like, oh, but I'd have to do it every day and I have to edit every single clip. And you start like trying to do it and you're like, oh, damn, this is hard. Yeah, there, there's only two of us that are working on this podcast. Doing, yeah. uh, YouTube, you're doing YouTube clips and posting it. And then, yeah, Instagram, TikTok, all, all this stuff. So definitely something yeah. that to think about. But, you know. Something we're going to, we, something we are going to think about is like division of, labor at some point of like who you know what other things is there to do yeah for this yeah because i think we're right now at the point we're just figuring things out kind of just putting things together um right but yeah divisional labor definitely trying not to say like a bunch of times yeah 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 we have stuff like that to to, uh be trying to work on right now so yeah that's something that we're definitely uh noticing uh and I'm, I'm sure there's more stuff, you know, I think that's the, the, the fun part about putting these videos out and what we're doing, going to be doing each week is kind of being able to look at them. Cause I, I, I don't know about you, but I watched our last, or sorry, listened to our last podcast and I, I was just kind of just recognizing how I talk and how you talk and these just yeah. different components of things. Um, and I think that's something that's been fun so far to kind of recognize. If you keep doing that, what I would really appreciate is if you like find like a cool five minute or like 10 minute clip of like, you're like, oh, like that was really good. Like what we were talking about was like kind of profound there. Like write down like the, the time number on that, like a timestamp on that and like send it to me so that I'll like edit that and like post it. Absolutely. I'll definitely do that. Yeah, absolutely. That would be so helpful. Because there's definitely points where it's like, oh, that was a really good, good part of the little session that I had there. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that's interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, I'm I'm cool with like finishing up here. Like, I I feel like yeah. we had a good fill of. Yeah, of there, there was a lot going on. I'm I'm down to I'm down to let it go. You know, too. and I I want to see maybe how like a shorter podcast does, yeah. or like, or maybe like you know, let's just see how one does under an hour. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let's do it. But all right, let's... till next week. Oh, and I think next week we might have a guest. Possibly, we could have yes. a possible guest on. Someone who went to Bhutan and studied Buddhism, wellness, and mindfulness. Possibly next week. Possibly. Yes, sir. So. If, if if not if not next next week, um, eventually. <laughs> eventually. eventually.